I just know is going to bring so much soul into this conversation. Somebody who I have honestly just admired and watched from a long time from afar. And then we got connected and I reached out to him and invited him down to Puerto Rico as well in the groups to, to, to learn from and to listen to and in whatever way we can contribute because I believe in his mission and his work and his artistry so much. And as somebody I know you will recognize and, and know from because he's one of the world's top viral video content creators literally on the planet. Somebody who has over 10 million fans on Facebook alone, who's had over, you know, literally billions of video views, who's really understood how to do that. But here's why I'm going to brag up on my man, Prince EA, who's about to join us. So you might want to shout out to your friends to watch Prince EA with me right now is because he's figured out how to make videos go viral. That's nice. But when you're able to attach a mission, a message, a statement that you believe in, to use that virality and share your values along with it. When you're doing that to improve the world and your artistry is aligning up with these tools, this marketing strategy, the technologies, everything we've talked about in terms of strategies and marketing, when all that aligns to do good, I'm your fan. I'm your champion. I'm open, I'll open the gates and say, how can I help you? What do you need? I'll introduce you to anybody. Like when you're doing it at scale and you're, you've fought for it and you've earned it and you've worked for it and you're making a difference, you're, you're my tribe. You're my people. You're the persons I want to be around and get to know. And that's why we're doing the Influencer Summit is I, I get to know these folks and bring them to you because they're so extraordinary. And I've been so inspired by Prince EA over the years and uh, have had blessing of hanging out with them. And I'm like, wow, you, when you get to meet somebody in person and they have so much artistry and humility and dedication. And you see that in their work and in real life. That's when you know you're around a real icon, a person who is really making another level of impact in the world, especially at this scale. So um, I could go on and on, but I just want to welcome my friend, Prince EA, I believe. Are you out here on the internet with me, brother? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Hey! What's up, man? My guy. My God, thank you for that intro, bro. Thank you Prince for that. I'm so happy the house, AKA Richard Williams, AKA Prince, AKA good dude. Man, I'm so happy to have you here today. My man, my man. It's good to be here, dude. You you you're what you created, what you've um invited people into is is changing so many lives, you know, saving lives. Um I got I got to hear the tail end of Glow, and man, I almost cried over here, dude. She she just brought the practicality and the heart, you know, combined. It was so beautiful. Yeah, she really did. She really did. And uh, I, I didn't know that story. So she dropped me on that. Then I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't know, you know, you never, and you know this better than anyone. You never know the impact something that you have created will, 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 will make in somebody's life. And you've probably experienced that at scales that very few people have ever, ever experienced. And so thank you for your work. Thank you, bro. This this was a, a, a kind of a dilemma I had always faced is, is how many people are we really changing, right? Like when you look at the numbers quantitatively, you can see, okay, this is doing a lot. But the qualitative measurement, you know, how many people are really being transformed? This is what we need to be looking at, you know, like this is what we need to need to try to, you know, the variable that means the most to me, you know, and ultimately, 
You can't know. You can't measure that. It's immeasurable. It's incalculable. You know, you can only do the best that you can and put it out in a, in a pure way and hope that people receive it in the way that they need it. That's truth. And following your own your own artistry in that. I mean, that's what I admire you for. Is I, I watch so much of what you're doing. I'm like, that's so him. Now that I know you, I'm like, that's so him. And then also like, kind of, I'm wowed by the artistry because you're able to create a video and tell a story, but also like literally sing rap along with it in that, in that way that you uniquely have been so known for. Maybe like throw us back to the origin of this style and how this all started for you, because dude, it is, it is unparalleled in the world. Mm. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it started in hip hop. You know, I was a big, uh, it's funny because early in my um, upbringing, my parents were like, you can't listen to hip hop. This is bad music. This is misogynistic. So I couldn't listen to hip hop. Um, I would I would still sneak and listen to like Biggie on the radio and my little Walkman, uh, my headphones. But, you know, I wasn't really into music and hip hop that much until I was in high school. And this kid named Corey. Uh, he came up to me and he's like, listen to this. And what he showed me just, just changed my life. What, what it was, was an artist that was speaking intelligently. He was speaking about questioning politics and religion. And he was using vocabulary that I had never heard before. And at this time, I was sitting in the back of the class. I didn't care about education, didn't care about school. I was a potted plant. You know, I was just I was just there. And, you know, he let me listen to this guy and changed my life forever, man. And, um, you know, I was I was reading the words that this that this rapper was saying, you know, this, he was talking about existentialism. I'm like, what the heck is this dude's making rhymes with existentialism? And a lot of people think that hip hop is just what's on the radio, right? Just what's on MTV. But it's a lot bigger than that. Um, when you look at I actually did, did my. I guess fast forward a little bit and then I'll come back. But I did my senior thesis on the commodification of hip hop, hip hop. And what what actually the origin of hip hop, it was to educate the masses um, through the, the MC. Uh, it was knowledge was a was a primal element, you know. So now we, we see a lot of, you know, dance and, you know, whack and a lot of other, you know songs like that. But the origin, like what it was for, it was to it was to enlighten the youth. It was spoken. It was really spoken word before the beat. You know, it was yeah. like things came together to make what hip hop we know culturally now. But people forget that that was like, uh, like on the block, on the corner, spoken word, and the the, the layering like came and evolved along that process. And and uh, yep. Yep. Is, was that yep. what, Corey? Were you listening to a spoken word artist, or did they have the beat? Was it hip hop? It was. It was. It was more hip hop. And I'll tell you, I'll go into spoken word later, but it was more hip hop. It was guys speaking about, you know, socioeconomics and public enemy and moral technique, a lot of names in the underground. But anyway, so this is what I started doing. I was so inspired by these guys and I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to do this. So that's what I did Um, for several years. I was I was speaking about geopolitics i was speaking you know a lot of people you probably don't even know this i got songs about you know i actually just released one if i was president it's like i just watched it this morning dude Uh, (laughs) so early in my career i was all about politics 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 um and then i realized politics may not be the way we really want to change the world it might not be the fastest way um i think culture music can actually um implant 
ideas and shift consciousness in a much faster way than legislation can. But that's another story. So, so you know, back then I, I was a rapper. I was doing it. I was doing it. I was, you know, getting really successful. I performed with guys like Ludacris, you know, DJ Khaled in Miami, you know, um, I got in Vibe magazine. Eminem was on the cover. I was like on a couple pages in. I was like, man, I'm, you know, I was on the surface. I was really excited um, with my career. But deep down in my heart, I didn't feel fulfilled. Um, And I didn't feel fulfilled because I didn't think I was I was living my true authentic self, my true authentic calling. Um, Even though I was waking people up to different ideas, different facts, um, I just wasn't happy, you know, and I, I, I went through a lot of um, depression. You know, I wasn't where I wanted to be in my career. Uh, even on the surface, people think like, you know, you're doing good. You're doing good. Just keep going. And so I ended up quitting um, despite what all my friends said. They're like, no, you can't quit. Keep going. Just, you know, you'll you'll be on on MTV. You'll get your billboard award. Just just make a song for the club, you know, and then and then you'll you'll, you'll be there. And I, I couldn't do that. And so I quit and I started to kind of go on this inner journey, this inner search, a spiritual journey. You know, when I say spiritual journey, I don't mean I climbed to the top of the Himalayan mountains and meditated with the Dalai Lama. I didn't do any of that stuff. I I simply went inside and I wanted to find out, Okay, I'm not happy with this. How can I just be happy? That's what everybody watching this, you know, this summit wants to do. Everybody red, blue, left, right. Everybody wants to be happy, right? And so I'm like, where is this thing called happiness? Is happiness, is it in the palace? Is happiness in the cabin? And, you know, I realized through through meditation, through reading every um, ancient scripture text from Hinduism to Jainism to Buddhism to Taoism to, you know, the, the Christian text to the uh, the Sufi text, I can go on and on. I, I read everything and they all said really the same thing. Um, and that's that happiness is inside of you. Um, a, a, a spiritual guru named Nisargadatta Maharaj, he said, he said, having never left the house, you have been searching for the way home. Having never left the house, you have been searching for the way home. We search for happiness outside of us, but it, it was always here. Right. And so once I once I recognize this truth that, that, that happiness is inside of me, but even the highest form of happiness being peace and love, I felt was the answer to every single problem that we faced on a macro scale in the world, on a global scale, and also on a micro scale inside of us. Right. If we can if we can love what happens and love, not not in the romantic sense, not in the, you know, you give people flowers, not in that sense, but in the sense of accepting reality as it is, um, not wanting to change it out of a compulsion to fix, but more of a a will to heal, wanting to heal it. Ram Das has a great quote. He said, the world is perfect as it is. And so is my desire to want to heal it. And so ultimately, if you look at it with the egoic mind, the dualistic mind, it's a paradox. Um, but when you can truly accept things the way that they are and still bring your soul, bring your, your energy to heal it, that's where we make true change. And, and coming to these realizations, it, it changed my life. It, it showed me who and what I was beyond the form, beyond any ideas. Um, and I just kind of fell into this, this present state. Uh, Eckhart Tolle calls it the power of now 
Ram Das in the seventies called it "Be Here Now." Um, the Zen they call it Mushin, but it's basically the state of presence. And so I, I began to hold, kind of hold this this state of presence, and then work from that state to create my content. Right. So going back a little bit, I no longer started made music to get on the billboards to you know to go on a world tour, but I created content simply to serve. Right. I think service is really, really why we're here. It's the key to why we're here. Uh, actually, the word hero, the etymology of the word hero comes from servant. And I think the best leaders are, are servant leaders, ones who can who can serve. And so I, I realized that, you know, several years ago and I simply wanted to wanted to give, wanted to serve, wanted to show people that they are not their mind. They are not the negative compulsive thoughts that, that come and, and go out of their conscious awareness. They are not that. They are something more powerful than that. <clears throat> you know, I, I show people how to how to forgive. Um, really, really, I call myself a, an optometrist because I try to show people how to see clear, how to see past. Yeah, man. <laughs> I literally talked to a friend this morning like before getting on this, and I, and I told him, you were coming on, buddy, and he was like, "Oh, I love him. He's, you know, he's so, he's so brilliant in the videos and everything." I said, "So this guy, what people don't understand is he's beyond a teacher. He's a, he, he's a practicing philosopher who, you know, happens to live with such presence and happens to rap and happens to turn a camera once in a while and happens to write stories, but." He, he, he's a walking philosopher is what I said literally this morning about you today. And I felt that in your presence when we were hanging out is that you're able to just sit back and be mindful and observe and be good. And what I mean by like be in a good place. And that's hard for people. I mean, they can fly all the way down. You've seen them. They come down to the beach in Puerto Rico and they still can't still themselves and enjoy it and take it in and be present with the magic and the aliveness and the pop and the joy and the gratitude of the moment. You know, you're so you're, you're, you're alive in that. And I sense that you're grounded in that. It's what I, I often say too, is like, you know, the, the palace of happiness rests on the grounds of gratitude. Mm, mm, that's it. The healthiest human emotion, gratitude. Uh, I think gratitude is, man. If you want an easy step, uh, a, a shortcut to to that state of enlightenment, try to try to fill your mind with simple gratitude. That's it. I love that you said that. Um, and so, you know, and it, it, it comes down to perspective, right? How do we see things? Uh, and it's up to us. A lot of us don't really because it goes back to the mind and the thought patterns that we have, we, we see things one way, but we don't realize that we're actually making a judgment about what's happening. And if we can simply shift our judgment or our perception of that to something that's, that's more positive and in alignment with our, our growth, that's when we win. And the power is, is always in you. Um, they say the only difference between a, a flower and a weed is a judgment, right? It's how you decide to see that thing. Um, and I feel like once we can recognize that every there are no mistakes, there are no failures. Everything happens for us, not to us. This is this is enlightenment, right? This if you can recognize that everything that happens for you, for your growth to become a better you, a more fulfilled you, not to you. It's not against you. It's for you to grow. So then you you, you grow through it. You don't have to go through it. And just that 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 shift that changes everything. I love that, man. So on that, that shift and that change for you, when that happened at a personal level from, you know, rapper chasing the accolades to 
uh, more of introspective awareness and, and learning and connection. Where does that now translate into, oh, I, I have this new direction in my career that brings you to that? Yeah, well, early on, everything shifted, man. Like once I, I started creating content that was that was not about me, not about Prince EA trying to be successful, but it was about giving. Uh, everything shifted. I went from maybe having, I don't know, a, you know 20,000 views on my videos to then 200,000 and then 2 million and then you know 20 million and then some of it, 200 million too. You know, like it kept going. And, you know, I, I, they always say it, it doesn't, they say what comes from the heart reaches the heart. You can have everything right on paper. You can have the best script. But if it's not coming from, from deep down in the pad, that that transcends, uh, you know, language. There's an energy that carries with that. And I think that's what created the exponential growth from my um, in my career. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was no longer chasing. And I think sometimes when you stop chasing something, it starts to chase you. Yeah. Right? And, well, and you show up for it every day or you show up for it every week, too. Right. So you're 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 in motion towards it and with it. And through it, and suddenly it just it, it, it accumulates around you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you but you become a, a magnet <laughs> because yeah. you live it, you walk it, you are it, and then you yeah. become a magnet for everything um, positive to, to come through. Um, and so that's that's what happened. You know, it, it's a <laughs> what a, what a journey you know that I've been on. And you know, you said something earlier. You're like, you know, rapping just happens to be what I do, and I I agree with you fully. It's just a vehicle. To, to get the message out there, you know, social media, you know, the spoken word video, it's just a vehicle. I'm not in love with the, you know, the actual construction, I mean, the box that you put it in. I'm in love with how do we really use that to impact people? If I saw tomorrow that, that painting was the new thing to reach billions of people, I'm like, okay, how can I learn how to, you know, how to create abstract art? to reach people's soul. I'm, I'm just interested in that, that impact, that lasting impact to create transformation. That's, that's what I'm interested in. I love it. I love it. Like, what have you learned on, on, on that aspect of like what painting is now? And what I mean by that is for a lot of people who are, are watching, you know, they're scared to do video as an example, right? We've got a lot of people who are just starting out, man, and, and putting themselves out there is mortifying to them. And we have other people who, you know, they're, they're crushing it with their businesses and everything else. But there are everyone, you come to an influencer summit, all the people are like, what works now? And so what, what is it that you've seen that, that, that is that equivalent of painting right now with, with video or social media that you feel like that's helping messages really catch fire. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Well, there's, there's two angles, right? Like to, to make a message catch fire, I think you absolutely need to study marketing, right? You, you need to understand that the title of the piece of work is actually more important than the content ex- itself, right? A lot of people say content is king. And that might be true, but the, the title, the headline is Queen, and we all know the Queen really runs the kingdom, right? So nobody, nobody's going to watch your, your video unless you have a nice title. So, so spend as much time on the title, crafting that title that, that, and the thumbnail um, as much as you do on the video. See, a lot of people, they make the video, they're like, okay, what, what am I going to call this thing? Well, before you even make the video, you can create the title and then kind of reverse engineer it. So that's a that's a process that I love that really really works. Um, 
you know, as far as other, other practicalities, when you create the content on the marketing side, you heard of the, um, the five second rule when you, when you drop food on the ground, you got five seconds to, to, to pick it up before, you know, it's well, I'm from Montana. we give a good 50 minutes, but that's all right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I call this the, the five second rule in content creation. Um, you got five seconds to capture to, to the, the person's attention before they're going to pick up and go. <laughs> so you, you, you really have to be engaging no matter what, because you don't, you know, Jay Shetty t- told me this one thing. He doesn't want his, his videos to just sit on the shelf and collect dust. Right. So you got to really put a package around, right. You got to tie a pretty ribbon around your, your content, but also even more important than all of that is the heart. It's got to be coming from a place of passion, the, the, the content itself. And, you know, you said something, something very important earlier. You said that a lot of people are scared to death about releasing content. It can't just be about you. Because, because that, <laughs> you know, a lot of people think the ego is this you know, you, you look better than people, you know, you, you're like, you know, you're driving this car, you're, you're, you're superior. But ego is also shyness and fearfulness, right? So when you're afraid to release that content, first, you, you got you to gotta work on that, that self-image. You got to know absolutely without a doubt that you, that this message is bigger than you. Um, because if you, if you, if it's just about you and it's easy to get caught up in the me, 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 easy, this whole world, um, kind of cultivates the meanness. But when you can, when you realize it's not about you, uh, I think Glow says she's not going to be here, but her message is going to live forever yeah. and not just on Instagram. It's going to live in the hearts and minds of people, right? So, so self image most important thing when it comes to content creation, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, I was on stage with, um, with Tony several, several months ago. I think we were in, uh, uh, in Dubai and I told this story about self image. It was a the Coca-Cola arena, um, thousands of people. And there's a story that I love. The story comes from, um, a guy, Maxwell Maltz. He wrote a book called psycho cybernetics. I think he heard the story and then, and then put it in the book. But the story goes like this. So there was this father and this father, he, um, he had to babysit his young son this day. Right. And, you know, mom left, she's, you know, hanging out with the girls or whatever. And and he's got to babysit his young son. And he just wants to watch the game. He just wants to watch the game on TV. It's the last game, NBA finals, you know, world series, whatever. It's the last game. And he, but his son is there and he's got to babysit. And you know how kids are, you know, they, daddy, 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 come play with me. Come play with me. Daddy, daddy. So he's nagging him. And the dad, he's like, oh, man, what am I going to do? I want to watch this game in peace. So, you know, the dad, he's sitting down in the uh, in the living room. He gets up. He looks down at the coffee table and he picks up a mag- magazine. And he flips through this magazine and he finds he finds a picture of a world map, a complicated world map on it. So he gets this idea, right? He's, he starts cutting the, the, the world map out in the pieces thinking that he can create a puzzle for his young son to keep him occupied long enough that he can watch the game. So he cuts it out, he cuts it out in small pieces. 
finishes, finishes it and gives it to his son. And he says, Timmy, if you can put this together, I'll play with you. But not only will I play with you, I'll take you out for ice cream and I'll buy you your favorite toy. So Timmy is excited. He's like, oh, my God. Okay, yes. So Timmy, he goes to his room. And his dad, the dad is like, oh, yes, finally, I can just sit here and watch the game. Yes. Well, about four to five minutes later, Timmy comes back with a completed puzzle. And the dad is just baffled. He's like, okay, okay, Timmy, how did you put this together so fast? And Timmy, he's like, well, we'll see, dad. On the back of the map was a man's face. And see, I realized that if I got the man right, then the world would come together. Love that. And ain't this what happens in life? Once we get the man right, the woman right, the world comes together, right? So so self-image is the most important factor in your life, whether you want to create content, whether you want to get into, to, I don't know, trading stocks, self-image, you got to know that you deserve it. And you got to constantly feed yourself with good energy, with good habits, right? And, and, and that will build your identity and, and that will ultimately be the springboard to your success and the doorway out of fear. Woo! Y'all give Prince some love in the comments down below on Facebook, wherever you're at watching on Facebook and the groups uh, here in Zoom with our mastermind and our members here. Uh, but oh my gosh, man. I love that so much, especially self-image right now, because people often, you know, they don't realize that ego has taken a hold of them. And that's where that fear is coming from. It's that perception of self that might be injured. And if I am injured in the way people you know, judge me or say something or give feedback or accuse me or hate on me online. What does that make me? And that stops a lot of people. They just, they can't work by that. And I asked Glow this too. I think it's so important. It's like you were very active this year and, and willing to take the activist mode of education this year to, to, to help people understand the context for the black community, but also to like, like be willing to put themselves out there and, as you put yourself out there, inevitably you get a ton of that judgment, a ton of that hate at scales that almost no one watching can like comprehend. So how, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that stuff that does feel injurious or accusatory or hateful? How, 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 how do you deal with it, especially when you're dealing with it at scale that keeps you going? Beautiful, 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 beautiful question. I think when it's not about you, Again, when it's not about you, it's about the message, right? People can only attack the idea that you have of yourself, right? So, so for, again, the answer, I mean, it's so, it's simple, but it's, it's hard to swallow. But the answer to that is really mindfulness and, and, and having a, a strong enough self-image. Um, and to also be able to distinguish between constructive criticism and destructive criticism mm -hmm. right you, you can look at something and you, you can you can have you should cultivate the mindfulness to see okay maybe this person has a point 
maybe I can shift this. And I've, I've faced a lot of that, but I also faced the destructive criticism. And you have to look deeper into that and see, OK, this person, they might have a motive. You know, they might be having a bad day. Like like me, I, I've never written a negative comment on, on somebody's piece of content. But I imagine the type of mindset I would have to have to write that. Right. And it's 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 confusion. It's fears. It's. It's a lack of self-love. Um, so so it's, it's all about you got to zoom out and see, OK, is it constructive criticism or is it destructive criticism? Um, and we can we can learn from everything. And honestly, it's also it's also a test. Right. Because if you if you feel something right, if you feel like oh, they hit me, then that means, OK, you're, you're you've identified with something that's not true. Right. The, the ego. But if you can identify with with that love. Right. Just that 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 love consciousness, that presence awareness. They can't attack that because we are the same. We are we are consciousness. Um, so I, w- I would say that on a, on a practical scale and you can't listen. Um, the mind is, is so funny. And, you know, I've been doing this for over a decade and the tendencies of the mind have been to lean negative just without a doubt, right? We see a hundred comments. We see one negative. We focus on that one negative. And why do we do this? Why do we focus on the negative? Why, you know, and it's, I think it's a universal truth. It's easier to, to grow, grow weeds than it is flowers, right? So you have to cultivate the flowers, right? You have to chop down the weeds as they, as they come. But the negative mind, I'm, I didn't tell you this, but you might know this, but I'd studied uh, biological anthropology in school. Um, and it was probably because of some hip hop song I heard. I got my degree in physical anthropology. It's interesting. But uh, when you look at biological anthropology, you start looking at things, um, human beings as a species. And our tendencies, you look at our tendencies, our habits as evolutionary byproducts. I'll give you an example. Um, a deer. Right. You see, uh, there's this there's this common phrase pretty much everybody knows, and that's uh, a deer in headlights. Right. And that's when the deer just stops. Right. Freezes. So do we have a question? Why does the deer do this? I'll tell you why. It's because in its normal environment, the deer freezes in order to stop. Uh, in order to not trigger the predator's motion detector. So it freezes. Now, it works in its natural environment. But you put a deer in a busy city with cars, and you're going to find a lot of dead deer, right? Because this evolutionary adaptation just doesn't work, right, in that new environment. Where am I going with this? Well, the human mind was developed to survive, right? And, and look, focusing on negative, focusing on threats helps you survive. But you take that out evolutionary adaptation and you put it in the modern world where you start focusing on more and more negative. It doesn't work like the deer in the busy city. Right. It's a book from Robert Sapolsky. Why? Um, uh, why zebras don't get ulcers, <laughs> you know, and zebras don't get ulcers because they have the ability to go stress on, stress off. They see a lion. They have the fear response and then they go away. And a few minutes later, they're drinking at the water hole. Stress on, stress off. With us today is stress on, stress on, stress on, stress on. 
right? And so I say all this to say that we have to first understand our minds, um, understand that these things are here to protect us, but they don't work in the modern day. They won't work if you want to be successful and, and live a gracious, loving life. So first we have to be aware and then we have to, we have to shift those, those habits. There's your, um, Oh, I love that, man. I love that. <laughs> we have to know, you know, to take the zebra metaphor, it's like we have to know where that stress on from the lions are. Sometimes that's social media. Sometimes that's too much election news. Sometimes that's negative people. Sometimes that's the vitriol of, a, of the wrong culture or group or place that you're at in your life. And we also have to recognize like, oh, the zebra, it's it, 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 like stress off is that is is water and using that as a metaphor it's source it's the spring of source it's the spring of slowness of stillness of the cool drink of presence in the moment of of the serengeti it's that that, that little that little drink of water of peace that calms it all down a little bit and i think in social media you and i have both seen a lot of our friends i mean really successful people really struggle with this part this mental health crisis in our industry it, it, it's it's not a joke on social media like we you and i both know people who've gone through really severe depression suicidal thoughts real difficulty because they haven't been able to recognize the, the you know to, to recognize that need to refresh themselves to take a break to take a chill to recognize you know constructive versus deconstructive and also to surround themselves with just good people because it's easy to get on that money train or that click train or that fame train. And all of a sudden you're just, you're in it so much that your brain goes nuts. You know, that's it. That's it. That's it. Environment is the number one uh, factor for how you successful you're going to be That's external environment and also internal environment. Um, I, I, you know, I've been, I haven't seen it yet, but I know the guy who created it, uh, Tristan Harris, uh, the social dilemma, um, this is Netflix movie everybody's talking about, but you really like I, I created this thing called how to use your phone as a boss, how to use your phone like a boss. Right. Like you really have to audit everything that you see, because if it's triggering you, it's just not healthy. Right. You're paying a phone bill. What to, to, to make you feel more anxious and, and, and depressed. <laughs> right. Right. You gotta audit everything you see on there and you know, make sure that, that this person I follow is helping me become my, my highest, most developed version of myself. Right? Yeah. That's that's necessary. So environmental audits gotta gotta do it. I love it. I got a question here. I'd love to switch gears a little bit on it, but it's obviously related of someone asking of of I mean, I think one to my to my knowledge is everything we've talked about is what made you successful. And when you overlay on that, how to tell a great story, and, you know, how to tell a great story in a video or how to tell a great story in, in your, your languaging, like that, that's like jet fuel. And so, and I think this is, this is another level of art, right? It, it's, it's another level of art, knowing how to tell a story. So what do you think are the great components, specifically when you think of like the things of yours that really did catch that fire, what were those elements of story that you just thought that clicked for people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, um, it's the hero's journey. Um, and this is found in, um, pretty much every movie we see, but, but I feel like in order to tell a good story, you, you really have to start with, with, with some type of conflict. Um, you have to start with some type of, some type of fight, good versus evil, whatever. Yeah. Joseph Campbell, somebody wrote a hero with a thousand faces. That's it. 
And, you know, you, you start with this conflict and then, so the story arc, right? I like to, I like to always finish on a positive, on a resolution. But, uh, but, you, but, but people's, once again, that negative mind, we're, we're attracted to that negative. So you start negative and then take people through the journey. You might have some twists and turns and then, um, and then lead people to a, to a great resolution, uh, so, so a lot of the videos that I create, you see, okay, they actually have a negative tilting um, title, right? Right. Um, because people, you know, we, we're focused, right? To survive, we have to focus on what's threatening. Um, so it's kind of like an evolutionary science I'm bringing out here. But, uh, but yeah, that's, the, that's really the story arc. And, you know, stories, they say a story is the... Uh, the closest distance between a person and the truth. I think all forms of content should be placed in some type of story format. It works. Our brains are wired for story. Um, so it, it's so important to to understand how to tell a story. I don't know people might have products or ideas, but to if you can wrap that inside of a compelling, relatable story, I think you're going to be so much more successful. Um, and, and here's something too, you know, everybody who's watched every movie or read every book on the planet is asking themselves the same question. Um, <laughs> and that's four words. How will this end? That's it. So if you, if you can keep people kind of, kind of on edge, don't give them, don't give them the, the, um, the answer to the resolution too early. Right. So you, you, you keep people on the edge and take them through that journey arc and then give them that resolution at the end. Have them figure out to themselves that resolution. That's a great um, story format. Yeah. I think when you can impart values and beliefs along the way, which you do and cultivate feeling and juxtaposition, you, you, I think one thing that you're magical about is that juxtaposition of like, as they're on that arc, you're actually kind of presenting both sides and you're often arguing them. Like like the, the new content today of, uh, or, or recently of, you know, man interrupts presidential, <laughs> you know, presidential <laughs> it's like you kind of bring both sides. This is happening, but it should be like this, this, but that, this, but that, this, but that. And then the feeling along with the this and the that helps us make choices. And if you're helping people make choices as the video or the content goes, you're educating, but you're also keeping them because you're like, well, what's the what's the resolution? You presenting all these choices, hitting you with the resolution now, and I'm, I'm going to track a little bit longer. At least that's how when, when I deconstruct it, I'm like, oh, man, this is great. He's, he's, he's helping me think through this, but mm. clearly choosing a side with value orientation. Mm, 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 beautiful. Beautiful. And you said something. I don't know how I forgot it, but it's emotion. All right. You got to be emotive in, in, in the story. Um, we're all missing that. We're all, we all want to feel in this world. We don't feel enough. That's why we go to movies. Uh, we watch films. We want to feel more, right? We're, we're emotional beings. Logic came later. Um, you know, we, 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 we decide something emotionally first, and then we intellectualize it or rationalize it with logic later. Um, so emotion is, is key. Uh, you know, Gary V wouldn't be Gary V if you talk like this and said, you know, just invest your money, just a few dollars here, and then you know, build your business. No, he's not. He's using emotion. He's like, yo, listen, your parents are fucking wrong. I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm like, I don't know. That's no, all right. He's like, I'm quoting him. He's like, what is it? You do anything when you're depressed. So he's like, he's like, man, you know, you you need to change. It's you're about to die, right? Yeah. 
So, so you got to bring that, that, that ferocity um, into the story, that, that, that humanity, that emotionality into the stories. That's the recipe. That's the I problem. love that. And you're doing that because that's what's going to stick and serve. And I think this is so important because like, like now having the blessing of hang out with Prince a few times, it's like, he's so chill. Right. And then I might watch a video and he's just like, boy, he's on the presidential stage. And he's like, boo, boo. you know, he's just like, it's so much emotion and passion. And sometimes people make the mistake of thinking like, oh, well, I've seen Brendan on stage. And then I meet him in the hallway at an airport and he was chill. That's not incongruent. What that is, is being effective in the medium in which I'm participating at that moment. Me jumping and screaming and clapping to black eyed peas in the airport. Maybe not the thing on a stage in front of 2000 people who paid to be there different. Thing, right. So I think a big thing in the influencer world is you, each of you needs to give yourself permission to be more expressive in the mediums in which you're trying to make an impact. Like come out, allow yourself to come out of the shell. And at first that's going to feel forced. It's going to feel weird. And then what you're going to do is you're going to find your truth and your groove into a higher vibrancy of expression. And because for me, I'm right down the middle of introvert and extrovert in real life. And in all the, like all the psychological tests, I'm right down the middle, have been my whole life. But when I'm doing the service, I know I need to express myself in a certain way to make the point land. Not because I'm worried about who am I or what's my strengths as much as I'm also worried about, like, I have a mission here. I have a purpose. I'm trying to impart something. And there's ways to deliver that. I wouldn't naturally speak at the dinner table in the hero's journey. But in a video that I want to reach millions of people, I know that's going to be a more effective format to get that across. Uh, I don't know. Is that resonating, Prince? Because you're pretty good at this. We We live in such a, you know. A world of distraction and you you have to stand out and the best way to stand out is to we all have this stuff inside of us you know like when we're when we're in our true our true selves we feel right so to bring that out to bring that expressiveness this out um people see that people people feel that right um when i create my my content i always ask three questions or if i'm working with different brands or companies i ask three questions okay so at the end of this video what do you want people to know at the end of the video, what do you want people to do? At the end of the video, how do you want people to feel? Right? And feeling, you got to ask yourself these questions when you're creating content. Feeling is probably at the top. <laughs> what, what emotion do you want to derive from? What do you want people to derive from your content? It's, it's so crucial um, to, to, to do that. Um, yeah. And, and, but yeah, you're right, man. I get the, I get the same thing. People... Uh, they see me on stage or in, in the video and they think, oh, you're, you're just laid back and chill. We're multifaceted human beings, right? And there's a time and place for, for each one. You're on stage. You got you to gotta convey that message through. Uh, you got to put energy, put the message on things with energy and, and hopefully it can fly off into people's minds and hearts. Uh, you're at the dinner table. You're not going to do that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I love to ask you too, because I, here, here's what I love. People see things go viral and they think, oh, that's lucky or, or, or that's whatever. Um, they don't recognize sometimes how much of this philosophy goes into it and how much of like direction and time goes in this. So, so, so like this video that you recently did just on the man interrupts presidential speech, like talk us through like 
how much work and time and planning goes into that clip. Cause I think it was, I said, I watched it this morning. It was like seven, seven, eight minutes, maybe. Um, yeah, like, it was to make these things, you're, you're not just like grabbing a phone. You're, you're, you're approaching it like almost like mini movies. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, walk us through. That's right. You know, my, my mentality is, is interesting. You know, when I approach content, number one, I ask myself, if this is the last piece that I'm ever going to say, what do I say? Right. That, and then you do that ego goes out the door and it's only heart there. Right. The second question I ask myself is, um, how, is how do I create this? Not the best that I can do, but the best that's ever been done. Right. Not the best that I can do. How can I create this? The best that's ever been done. And this might be, you know, huge, Mac. This is this is the, the best way I feel to get to get content out there. Um, and it's interesting, the process, you know, this, these these videos, which this last one was about 10 minutes, but usually it's about, you know, three to four minutes. And I might spend a month on a on three to four minutes. How do you how do you invest a whole month in three to four minutes? Right. Well, when it's being seen so much, when you when you realize that you got only one shot at delivering this message before it gets old, before people have already heard it, it doesn't land as hard. Right. So I feel like I got one shot to get this across. I'm going to put my all into it. So I'm writing, 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 writing for maybe, you know, three weeks. You know, we're, we've got <laughs> composers that can that can match the um, the lyrics with feeling and emotion through the musical component. Right. And then you got the visual component, the visual treatment of it all. Right. Telling that whole story, having that narrative. Um, that's that's exciting and engaging. So it's really a multi-dimensional experience that I try to offer people, and a lot of hard work goes into it. Uh, but it's I don't call it hard work. It's just it's just playing. It takes a while to to create it. Um, and I'm always I'm always trying to make sure I'm not leaving anybody out, right? So um, I realized something a long time ago. There's a great book. It's called um, Well, I think it's called Words That Work. And in the book, they, they say, it's not what you say, it's what people hear. Yeah. It's not what you say, it's what people hear that matters, right? So I'm not just trying to say, I'm, I'm also looking at it from the perspective of how are people going to take this? Okay, can they take it that way? So I'm always crafting and molding uh, my language in a way that is equitable, in a way that people um, likely won't feel offended. They might get, they might be shocked. Right. In the way that I put it. But it's it's it's, it's always going to be true. Right? It's always going to be true. It's used inside of that. And I think what's important is like you're not only just sharing like your truth, like Prince EA truth. What I love about it is you're, you're sharing like these are human universal human values. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I studied a, a work one time and it was talked about all the universal human values, which are love, truth, fairness, freedom. Unity, tolerance, respect, and responsibility. And they were saying, if, if, if you can speak to those things and champion those universal human values, love, truth, you know, um, fairness, freedom, unity, tolerance, respect, responsibility. If, if that's part of what you're saying, you're going to relate to so many more people than if you're just saying, I think this. Or here was my, my specific experience. Like when you did your video, um, you know, which was, I mean, really gutsy with you on the ground, with someone's knee on your neck, with that, with, you know, speaking to the George Floyd situation, but also the, 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 the systematic racism that we've had. That was a gutsy 
gutsy thing. But when I watched it, I, what I appreciated is I was like, wow, he did that visual and still made an inclusive video. Like that was a balancing, you know, that, that, that took a lot of intentionality, but also respect for people. You know, how, how did you think through something, taking on something so controversial and, and still feel like you were making it work? Yeah. Wow. Well, art has to be shocking. Uh, the best art is shocking. It has to, it has to bring some type of emotion out of it, out of you. Um, so, you know, that video was so crazy, man. I, I, when I saw that happen, I was so moved. I was in St. Louis. So I, I'm in LA now, but I, I live in St. Louis. And, um, once I saw that, um, that tragedy, I, um, I was like, man, I got to say something about this. And I wrote all night and I booked the ticket to LA the next day. And we shot that video the next day. Wow. Um, we put all the pieces together. Yeah. We got somebody with a cop car that came out. And so that's, I was just, I was like, man, we just need to get this out. Um, and I try not to just speak on things that I don't know anything about. Right. Like I'm, I've studied law enforcement. My dad is, is in law enforcement. My brother was in law enforcement. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've read a bunch of law enforcement books. Um, and so I, I, I kind of know what's, what's wrong with the system. And so I always try to try to make sure I'm speaking from a place of authority, not just, um, you know, somebody who hasn't, yeah, somebody who hasn't really done the due diligence. Um, so, so yeah, you know, it's, it, again, it's, it's time, it's bringing logic and emotion together. Um, and man, I had police chiefs reach out to me from that video say, Hey, we, we're going to change some things. Thank you. It, like that video was played in, uh, certain training, um, sessions from in, in law enforcement and, you know, the power the video can, uh, can do is amazing. Um, it's, it's truly amazing. It's a gift to be able to do it. It's a gift. And if everybody out there, you know, feels that they have a message to share again, it, you know, you got to make sure that you know in your heart that, that you deserve it um, and that it's no ego attached to it. Um, and you got to put it out there. You know, the word the word sin. I tell people this, the word sin comes from archery and originally it meant to to miss your mark. Right, meant to miss your mark, and I think the greatest sin in life is to to really miss your mark in life, to not say what you really wanted to bring out, to not be who you always knew you could be. Um, yeah, that's so true, brother man. And I, I I celebrate you for doing that video, but also all the messages you know that you put out because it is um, from a place of service. It, it is like based on human values and philosophy. Um, of goodness, you know, you know, you were sat at that table with me, the mastermind, you know, in Puerto Rico, I'm just like, I only have one ask. It's just double down on your goodness. Whatever you do that's good in this world, in whatever way, double down on it this year. That's straight up my request to everybody who's in my friendship circle. They're always like, how do you do, why do you do all this stuff? And you don't ask for anything. I'm like, I just, cause I'm trying to get around people who are doing good work and just like, how do I celebrate that? Please push it forward. Please double down on it because, you know, it, it is a, a very difficult time on this planet. And people who are going to have the guts to speak up, speak out, share things that are that are that are good and inclusive and open and but also based on human values and valuing and respecting each other and life itself. 
and the planet, I'm like, oh, I remember. That's the first video I ever saw of you, by the way. It was, it was related to global warming and climate change and the conversation about it. But the first one wherever I saw it, and I was like, that's my guy. I was like, this, I was like, someday I knew. I was like, someday I'm going to meet this guy because um, it, it, it was able to speak to something so important and um, do it in such an educational and brilliant way. Uh, I, I love to ask you, you know, I've been asking all of our friends to share what your advice would be to somebody beginning, you know, just those who are just starting out and, and they're trying to get a message out there, but they're also trying to build their audience and their business. And those who are already like, okay, I got some followers here, man. I've got some, you know, decent business, but I'm trying to scale it. So what would your message would be? To, let's start with the people who are just starting out. Mm, okay. Let's see. Um, I think you got to, well, first of all, you know, personal growth always comes before professional achievement. So you got to work on you again. It really comes back to self image and make sure you've got a solid um, image of yourself, uh, confident, uh, healthy, um, happy, grateful, uh, powerful. You know, don't, don't place any, any false limitations on yourself. So, so that's number one. Number two is study. Study the grace, right? Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. You look at how he patterned and created his game, his fadeaway, exactly like Michael Jordan. You can see clips, how similar they are. Yes. Right? But when you, when you start out, you got you to gotta pattern the grace, right? Eminem, going back to hip-hop, Eminem studied LL Cool J. You know, there's other artists, Kendrick Lamar studied Eminem, J. Cole studied Eminem, you got to study the grace and pattern them. Look at them like a scientist looks at an experiment. See exactly what, what parts they put into the formula and, 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 and study it and pattern it. And what's going to happen is you're going to eventually bring yourself out into the mix. And it's going to be a whole different thing with what you create. Right. Eminem is nothing like LL Cool J. You can make comparisons with Kobe and Michael, but Kobe's a great, Kobe's a great, like he's, he's in a league of his own now, right? So first you got to, you just got to study people that are in your field, in your industry and pattern what they, what they do. You can even go one step further, which somebody probably mentioned, which is mentorship. That's the cheat code, right? <laughs> getting, a, getting a mentor, somebody who's actually, who's actually doing it. So they, Hey, how can I, how can I help you? How can I assist what you're doing? I would love to just, you know, hop on a call for, you know, 40 minutes a week and I help you, you know, like, like, so, so set up a situation like that. And I think starting out, you do those three things. That's, that's. You can't lose in your industry and pattern what they, what they do. You can even go one step further which somebody probably mentioned, which is mentorship. That's the cheat code, right? Getting a, getting a mentor, somebody who's actually who's actually doing it. So they, hey, how can I how can I help you? How can I assist what you're doing? I would love to just you know hop on a call for you know forty minutes a week, and I help you. You know, like so so set up a situation like that. And I think starting out, you do those three things. That's that's you can't lose. <laughs> you I can't agree. lose. I agree with you. When you're thinking about scaling, even what you're doing, because this is this is hard for people to conceive, because a lot of people here, including myself, like, oh, wow, I I never actually imagined I get to reach more than 100 people on anything. So, you know, 
when you do have that, oh, I get to reach more people and you want to, and you want to scale. I'd love to hear how you think about this with your own brand and with your own messages. Like what, what are you thinking about as you're trying to scale? You're trying to build your own business at another level. What, what, what things do you focus on? Well, when you say scaling, um, you mean content wise or the, the whole business wise? Yeah, both kind of like reaching more people, but also, you know, driving more revenue so that you have, you know, the money to sustain the message even larger. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, you know, it's so funny, man. You know, just remember this eyes bring dollars, eyes bring dollars. So the more attention that you can get on your pieces of content, the more people will start to come to you and say, Hey, you know, can I, can I sponsor you in this? Can I, how, how can I, how can we collaborate? You know? So, so when you really get down the science of, of, of virality, which is really, you know, it's really simple and it's, it's a trial and error. Um, but I think, I think that's, that's really how you do it. Um, timeliness, timeliness is probably the most important factor for virality. Uh, you, you, you gotta see what's, what's happening now and how can I take what's happening now and merge that with what I, my brand. And if you can do that, that's you, you've hacked the system. Uh, that's going to bring you more attention that's going to do more eyes. That's going to direct more people to your to your brand. So timeliness and relevancy is really the, the biggest. I think the biggest variable to going viral um, and, and scaling when it comes to content. I love that, and just reaching more people because I know that you've got you, you're somebody who's had so many people come into you and pitching this idea or that idea or or wanted to you you know wanted to pay you literally just to help them reach more people and and and, and all of that. Like what, what does it look like when you've reached this many people? What, what does your business look like now and how does it operate? Cause, meaning, cause a lot of, you know, a lot of our friends have like, Lo was like, I'm a solopreneur. She like blew up on Instagram this year for her. And she's like, I'm still doing myself. And then we had other people like, you know, Jamie who sold her company for a billion dollars. Who's like team, 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 you know, in, in real yeah. life. So what does it look like when you're to, to, to run a business like yours? Yeah. Well, for me, it's 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 content, um, sponsored content. Also, I, I got to create the passion projects. Um, so so that's that's one thing. But when it comes to revenue, obviously, influencers, we get we get ad revenue across all platforms. Um, as far as the team goes, I've got an amazing team, about five people that help me um, manage because you can't. <laughs> You can't do it yourself, you know. Uh, delegate, automate, or eliminate, as they say. Uh, you you got to you got to do that. So so I, I definitely have one of the best teams um, that that help me when it comes to postings, when it comes to you know scheduling content based on what's happening in the world, based on what holidays are happening. You know, I'm signed to an agency. I've uh, got a manager. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot that kind of goes on behind the scenes. Um, I, I do various speaking engagements. Um, now it's kind of, it's kind of digital, right? Cause it's, it's kind of just zoom and I do my do performances, you know, with spoken word. And now I'm, I'm actually at a point where I'm, I've, I've created a course, right? So this is, this is kind of the next step for me. Um, because when people see the video, I think it, the messages I get are, are incredible as, as you know, as so many people know, but now I'm like, okay, how can I, how can I truly transform somebody? And the only way to do that is to, to create practices. 
right? And, and to create a home that people can go to to get the, the no BS system of how to be successful, right? I call it life mastery. And my course is, is really breaking it down, you know, moving, removing all of the, the BS and really breaking down what are the essentials that somebody needs to be the best versions of themselves. And it not, it's not just words, it's not just inspiration, but it's also food, right? Because how can you be... How can you have inspiration if you have inflammation in your body, right? We're a holistic system, and, and every system has to be working in, in congruency. Um, so this course I'm really, really excited about. I've got um, a few journals coming out that I've created. They'll probably be out at the end of the year, early next year, a gratitude journal, um, a mood journal. So how can you crush negative thoughts this is the journal. It's based on cognitive behavioral therapy, everything that I've studied, everything that I've learned. And so now my, my next uh, my next step is really offering people a, a place, a home that they can come to and be supported in being the best versions of themselves. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, light up Prince EA with these comments. Thank him for today. Uh, put it on Facebook. Thank him. Hashtag Influencer Summit. Give him a shout out on Instagram and on Facebook, Prince EA. He's somebody who, um, man, I see everything he comes out and I'm always just wowed by your artistry and your love and just the intention that you put out there in the world, man. It's what's made me a, a huge fan and I'm blessed to call you a friend now because every time you do something, I just, I just celebrate you and shout out. And um, man, thank you for coming to Influencer Summit. This meant the world to me. Love you, man. No, we're, we're soul brothers, dude, you know, and, and like, it's so many of us here as well. You know, we, we've, we're, we're really using everything that God, the universe has bestowed into our lives, the, the pain and the pleasures, the learnings, and we're using that. And like, almost like alchemists, we're trying to, to shift that in other people. We're trying to, to, to bring other people into this space. And if we can do that together, um, it's, it's so much more powerful. They say one Belgian horse can, can pull 8,000 pounds. Uh, two of them, you would think, could pull 16,000 pounds, right? But no, two of them can pull 18,000 pounds. And if you train them and really focus them, uh, they can pull 25,000 pounds together. And so wow. I love this. What you're doing is you're training people. And, and hopefully we can pull this world to where it needs to be. That's what we're about, man. That's what we're about. And so thank you for being here across all our groups on Facebook right now, watching this, our pages up out there. Please give Prince a huge round of applause. Thank him. Share what you loved and learned the most. DM on, on Instagram to say hello and thank him for coming on Influencer Summit because he, like all our friends, just volunteered their time today to come and share something with this community of people who are like, hey, let's share positive messages right now. Let's figure out how to grow a business and reach people with something that's good in the world and, and let's have the guts to step out and make our difference and um, you support that. So last round of applause for Prince EA. My brother, thank you, man. Love so you, good. Love you, love you. Thank love you. you. <laughs> good seeing you. For everybody here, all of our speakers, single person, I think, use the word consistency. Just creating that consistency, creating that when it's five likes, 100 likes, 100 million likes, you still are showing up and delivering. And remember, you're going to evolve. Your business model will evolve some days, like Glow. She's solopreneur. She's got a $27 guide, $27 guide. 
but she's building out on top of that, right? Sometimes you're starting out like me, this whole influencer summit, I've got this huge team and I'm still pushing all the buttons to pull this off for you guys this week because I've got the team focused on other things. So you have to decide how big you want to go, but you won't know until you go. You, you won't know the right move four months from now until you make moves this month. You won't know the impact you're going to have until you're in the game. You don't know fourth quarter until you played the first place. And it's okay if you're nervous. It's okay if you're shy. It's okay if you're introverted because you heard tons of people who make millions of dollars talking about that here with us. You heard some of the best in the world, the most successful in the world, talk about how they had to teach themselves to be vulnerable. How did they do it? They did the work. They focused on their personal development. You heard many people talk about they had to get therapy. They had to get breakthroughs. They had to surround themselves with a better community. You heard them all talk about at some point mentors, the power of being in a mastermind or a group of peer group, like everyone we've talked about so far, they've been in one of my masterminds and we learn from each other formally, sometimes informally, sometimes some of you heard they came to my events and many of them, I went to their events and we learned it. we're in a learning community. What, what got lost in the influencer industry, the thought leader industry, the knowledge industry, is that we all thought we had to be brilliant and we all thought we had to be at home in our own little silos alone. And sometimes entrepreneurship can feel lonely. And I hear, I'm here to tell you this. If you feel lonely on your path to sharing your message, you're doing it wrong. It's not a lonely world. It requires us to reach out. Some people aren't just lucky with the people they hang out with because you heard everybody here talk about investing in themselves, putting themselves out there, networking, finding mentors, reaching out. My This whole experience happened because I reached out to people and I said, let's get to know each other. And many of us, we've known each other for a decade and we just keep building and growing together when we were nothing we kept growing together. I still don't even feel like I've started. I literally don't. I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. I don't know about you, but there's no destination you reach where you're like, bah, bah, bah. it's like we're all in process. So share your process. We're all in process. So keep learning. We're all in process, which means we're, 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 we're naive. We're new. We're inexperienced. So stay open to feedback. Stay open to mentorship. I know all these messages you've been hearing, but I want to end with one simple thought that I, I hope that all of my friends demonstrated for you here in Influencer Summit, and that is the spirit of generosity. Everyone who's come here had a heart that no one was paid to be here. Everyone took time out of their schedules to be here for you. I just asked them to come and do something free. We haven't sold anything in three days. When is the last time you've ever seen this caliber of human beings coming together with this much tactics, this much like sharing, this much instruction? They didn't ask for anything. We just decided that this time of year, it's so crazy. And this year was so difficult. We're just going to show up. We're going to serve. That's it. When is the last time you've ever seen that? This caliber, we brought you billionaires for free. We brought you people reaching billions of people for free. We brought you people who are breaking out over here, activists over there. We brought you people, YouTube shows, podcasts, 
books, Instagram, social media, shows, left and right. We brought you all these people. And we didn't ask for anything except share it. And I will tell you my secret little desire in that to spread this spirit of generosity right now. And you know what the most beautiful way of doing that is sharing your voice. You know, yes, I've asked you, please share my influencersummit.com. Yeah, I, yes, I've plugged my website. Uh, but that's just a page so that we can communicate with you. What I've shared and what I hope you've heard from other people is please share your voice. Please believe in yourself. What is generous is you using your voice for good. What is generous is you demanding of yourself to give, to step into that servant leadership, even if you're shy or awkward or weird, because as I've shared, we're all going to be a hot mess. We're all going to be a hot mess. When you're giving and you're in motion and you're doing art, there's a mess to that. And it's a beautiful mess. And it's a mess that moves the world forward when we keep showing up every day and we get better and better and better. And even in mastery, there's going to be a mess because there's another level. You're always climbing. You're always getting better, not to have external achievements, but to fulfill the potential that God put in your heart. That's why we learn. That's why we grow, to fulfill the capacities that we have been granted, to bring to life the gifts that we have been gifted with, to make an impact with the people that we are blessed to interact with, whether online or in real life. We have that opportunity. Let's take it seriously. We have that opportunity. Let's be grateful for it. We have that opportunity every single day and it's in our hands. It comes from our voice and our spirit. We have that opportunity every day. So let's earn it. We can be a positive influence in this world. We can create positive change. Let's do that together. Let's do that together. So for me, getting to speak on behalf of all the speakers so far, Influencer Summit, I want to sign off tonight and say thank you for your dedication to your learning. I want to thank you for this community. I want to thank you to all my friends who showed up. I mean, this has been three magical days. I learned so much from my friends. So all my friends watching who spoke, thank you very much.